All right, welcome to another episode of Turnbuckle Talk, powered by thegorillaposition.com and proud part of the Roar Network. We're also sponsored by collarandelbowbrand.com, where you can get 10% off when you use our promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. Also in partnership with HypeCityVapors.com, where you can get 15% off all your e-juice for your vape using promo code JKPODCAST. You can also be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at TBTalkPod. As always, I'm Big Joe. And I'm Carl Carafel. All right, Carl, we're here for another week here. There's been uh, quite a bit to talk about here, and I figured that we kick off the episode here this week with talking about recent Raw and SmackDown. They brought over some NXT stars over to the show this week, Carl. Yeah, 100% they did. Um, I believe it was four NXT stars had come over. Uh, we're looking Alistair Black. We're looking DIY. And the other one escapes me. Ricochet. Ricochet. There we go. Yeah, it was very interesting. I, I found it pretty exciting for them to bring them over. I don't know if this is maybe we're starting to see the Abyss and the Sanjay Dutt kind of stuff uh, happening here. But what I thought was the most intriguing part of this whole deal is that the regular Raw and SmackDown, at least live audience, didn't really pop much for these guys. Well, that's uh, according to people who are watching it. Mm -hmm. Uh, From reports that I have seen and that I have read through, people who were actually in the audience say that it was a much better pop and came across much better live than it did over television. Hmm. Interesting. So could this be WWE, you know, production-wise, trying to, to skew things to maybe look at uh, look at it differently? Because from the reaction of the, the bits that, that I watched, it, it very seemed to be kind of a subdued reaction. I don't know if that was intentional or uh, if it was just maybe just the way that they, they shot it. Could just very well be the way that they shot it. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you've got NXT that's probably the hottest brand that is out there. And I think it, it's it's depending on how over these people actually got. So were they more over than anyone else on the main roster? Mm-hmm. And if so, is that a reason why that they went through and did that? As well, you got to take a look at the area that they were in as well. Is the area and the cities that they were in, are they cities that really... Uh, would be watching the network or are they just more, uh, you know, areas that are a little bit more just WWE and watching what they see on television and coming out to the events. Yeah. And as we discussed on our 100th episode, Carl, of course, the best way to watch these shows and that includes WWE shows is to be there live in person. So it really does seem, you know, from what you're saying, uh, it obviously is, seems to be a very, very different experience live, you know, especially in this scenario as opposed to us watching it on TV and maybe not seeing the whole picture. That's right. You know, so I thought it was pretty cool to see them over there. I think people are assuming that this is them all being called up to the main roster. I would say definitely not. I think this is just more of a showcase. Hey, this is our NXT guys. Come over and watch us. Trying to draw in that casual audience, right? It could be. I think it's even more just a uh, testing the waters, so to speak. How are these people going to do and how are they going to react in front of a much larger crowd? Mm -hmm. Uh, full sale and any any house shows or any travel shows that they do they're really only pulling in maybe you know two thousand people per show mm-hmm. now they're going out onto raw where they're going to have you know 
five to 10,000 people that are going to be out there, uh, if not more, depending on the arena that you're in. So, I mean, how, how is it going to be in, in that respect? I mean, for the most part, most of those guys have all worked on an NXT pay-per-view mm-hmm. or an NXT takeover show where there has been more than just a couple thousand people there. Yep. But is this something that, that, you know, can it be done when it's not a show where you're going out there and you know you have to put out absolutely everything and put out the best that you can because yep. it's a takeover or a pay-per-view show? Yeah, it was an interesting experiment. And for me, personally, it worked. I wouldn't mind occasionally these guys crossing over because I think once NXT becomes a full-on brand, we're, I think we're going to definitely start seeing more of this. So I'm, I'm definitely for it, and I think that it's a good idea going forward. I think so, too. Yeah. So one person that we didn't see and has actually been in some discussions here, we're talking Ty Dillinger requesting his release from the WWE. And what's very curious with this is that we've actually seen some reactions outside of the WWE, namely Cody Rhodes kind of wishing him well there. Is this any hint at, you know, well, first of all, this is just him asking for a release. So we don't know for certain if he's actually been released, but where would, where do you think you'd like to see the perfect 10 go? If he, if he does leave the company, I'm sure in time he is going to leave the company. Mm-hmm. Honestly, it doesn't matter where he goes. Everybody is always up on this whole, uh, oh, they asked for their release. They're going to All Elite Wrestling. Yeah. I'm going to put it out there right now as well. Um, breaking news that, that I'm, I don't even know if you know about yet, but Arn yeah. Anderson has been released from the WWE. I did hear about that. Right? Yeah. So already everybody's out there going, oh, he's going to All Elite Wrestling. He's going to All Elite. Sure. He's got this with All Elite. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. Right. It's it, if somebody's going to be going there, stop all your oh, they're going here, they're going here, they're going. You don't know where they're going. Don't even speculate at this point. Because all elite wrestling, how many people have they actually brought over and mm-hmm. brought into the company that all of you people have said not too many. They're going to all elite wrestling. Not too many. I do believe it's been zero. <laughs> yes. So yeah. you obviously do not know. Yeah. So stop putting it out there yeah. and trying to click bait and do all of this crap. It's yeah. it's it's just getting annoying. It, it is getting annoying with uh with this build up to it. Uh, I will say for myself, if I were to pick a, a place for Anderson, I would say Impact, especially with Sanjay Dutt and Arn Anderson. Or, I'm getting them mixed up but with uh, Abyss and uh, Sanjay leaving the Impact. I would love to see Arn show uh, in a backstage or uh, like a producer role in Impact. I think that that would, that be, would be cool, an excellent fit for that or uh, MLW, which is also uh, you know very popular. So and with Ty Dillinger, I mean, he for those who aren't too aware of him, he's a guy that you can put in. You know, very much like a like a Tyler Breeze, and you can have him be that foil, have that be that guy to get the other person over. He does a fantastic job. He puts on, you know, he works great in the ring. You know, has a great character. He'll never maybe be that upper upper echelon, but he something that you can put into pretty much any spot and make his opponent just look fantastic. He could be that upper echelon if they actually want him to be. That's that's the problem. It's almost kind of that Juice Robinson kind of. Uh, vibe with him where I think like you said given the right circumstances in the right place yeah absolutely you know he could be upper echelon yep you know so so we'll see what happens with him I think either way I think he'll find a, a good uh, place to uh, to kind of land on his feet now we did kind of uh, hint at you know with uh, the crowds and how they, they react and just recently I was watching this one I believe it was some 
old episodes of some mid-Atlantic wrestling. And when you go back and watch a show like this and you go and say, watch the most recent episode of SmackDown and Raw, just audibly when you listen, you can really, really notice the difference in the the energy and the atmosphere with the crowd. Like when you watch an episode of Mid-Atlantic Wrestling, you just it's constant crowd noise. They're into the match whole 100%. And then you go watch... A raw episode of Raw and SmackDown, it's it almost feels like a very subdued kind of feeling from the crowd. The answer to that is kayfabe is dead. <laughs> right. It, back in mid-Atlantic days or back in, you know, NWA territory days or any of that stuff, mm-hmm. kayfabe was there. You yeah. legitimately thought that what was happening was absolutely 100% real. You were invested in it because of that. Mm-hmm. And you showed your emotions because you believed that it was real nowadays with the internet and with all of these smart marks or mark tards as rick pickery <laughs> likes to say yes uh you're looking at these people who are just going oh yeah okay yeah i know how that move was done and that didn't really you know have any type of an effect so yeah whatever yeah, no, that's a great point, Carl. And, uh, you know, it is, you know, a product of the, the times that we're in. And, you know, I don't know exactly what the approach could be to get that crowd, you know, back that invested and that excited again. You know, you know, time will tell. You know, it's going to take some other kind of approach or what's going to happen. You know, I'm sure for the first little while, AEW, who we've been talking about, you know, we'll get that initial reaction, you know. But um, that's one of the biggest things that I know is going back and looking at, older school stuff even before we even started watching compared to nowadays just the the whole atmosphere in the arena is so different you know when it comes to just the regular shows obviously you know, at our wrestlemanias and stuff like that you know we get a little bit more but um but yeah it's, it's very intriguing going back and looking and, and just seeing the difference seeing you can hear the difference very very noticeable yeah so i thought i would uh, mention that so another thing that i want to mention now Elimination Chamber, which I actually didn't get to talk to you about. Kofi Kingston had a really, really good showing at Elimination Chamber against Daniel Bryan. So much so that he's actually going to be having a WWE title match with Daniel Bryan at Fastlane coming up to WrestleMania here. What are your thoughts about this? Unfortunately, at this point, we already know what's going to happen and who's going to win. Um, they're not high enough on Kofi Kingston right now to put the belt on him just before WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. So obviously we're going to see either a new day come down and interfere, or we're going to just have Daniel Bryan cleanly win over Kofi Kingston so that Daniel Bryan can go on and do whatever he's going to do and face whoever he's going to face at WrestleMania. So this right now is just a throwaway and it sucks. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. I just hope that, you know, like at the Elimination Chamber, they, they at least give, you know, I just don't want it to be a squash match or something really short. I just hope that they actually give him an opportunity to shine, you know, maybe do a little bit of different stuff, you know, just by himself. I know that, you know, the rest of the New Day guys might end up having some type of influence there of some kind, but, you know, let the two of them work and, you know, even outshine what they did at Chamber. Because, I mean, Kofi, like I said last week, you know, he might never get to that high, high, you know, holding the title for a long period of time, but he could be that guy, you know, like we were just mentioning, somebody that can be that foil, doesn't necessarily have to win, but just that guy that can really go in there and put on a really, really good match. Because, you know, he's a perfect candidate for that. I mean, the stuff he's done in Royal Rumbles, I just he he clearly, you know, knows what he's doing in there. 
Yes. So I'm excited to see, you know, will there be any kind of swerve or anything happen? I would have to agree with you that I think that this is more kind of just a stop gap in between to, to WrestleMania, but we'll see, you know, there, there could be some interesting stuff that happened. You know, I'm hoping to be made pleasantly surprised by something, but time will tell. I, I, I just, I, at the end of the day, I just want a good wrestling match between the, the two little guys. And I think that we will hopefully get that. Hopefully. Yeah. So, Going on to our next topic here, Carl, and this is one I think that uh, will be interesting because this is something that I think a lot of people have been hoping and kind of anticipating to kind of happen here. DX getting inducted into the Hall of Fame at WrestleMania, and it's going to include China, which is very interesting because, honestly, I never thought it was going to happen. No, you never did? I thought the DX would get in, but I honestly thought that they were going to leave her out. And I'm just, I'm very pleasantly surprised that they are going to include her. Yeah, it's, it's very good that the, finally she's going to be getting a little bit of uh, recognition for her contributions to the professional wrestling business. Uh, even though she's not going in on her own, mm-hmm. she is still at least getting that nod and getting put in, even if it is with the collective DX. Yeah, and you know, just that first kind of big woman to really make a, an impact, you know, and to get involved in men's matches. You know, she was a real pioneer, and I think she definitely gets overlooked just because of you know the things that have happened outside of, of the business. Because you know, as the majority of us know, you know, her life was less than stellar when she got out of the professional wrestling business. But no denying her impact on you know at the very least the WWE scene there, along with DX. So I just hope that uh, you know that. They don't just show. Hopefully, that's not just a, you know, we're just including her because we have to. Hopefully, they actually make mention of her while they're up there giving the acceptance. You know, I'm pretty sure that they probably will. I mean, most of the members of DX have gone on record mm-hmm. and uh, have said that they are happy that she's included as well, and you know that. The, even going as far as saying that it wouldn't be the same without her being in there because mm-hmm. she was very much so a, a huge part of the Generation X, especially in the beginning stages yeah. of DX. Um, I mean, you're looking at Road Dog and uh, Billy Gunn coming in a little bit afterwards, uh, X-Pac even coming in afterwards. But, I mean, like the three main staples you had were Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and China uh, yep. starting the Generation X. Right. So, I mean, you have to include her, have to. Absolutely. And even just outside of the, the matches, you know, with the vignettes and uh, the funny bits and stuff they did, she was a, a very integral part in, uh, in a lot of that working. Yeah. Because they, 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 some of the stuff during that ad tour, they, they, they really pushed the boundary, you know, especially with, uh, with Sean, some of the, uh, some of the stuff they did in there was pretty risky. I mean, you know, obviously we never kind of see that kind of stuff anymore, but, uh, you know, yeah, she was. She definitely made that whole scenario kind of work. So I, I hope that uh, you know she gets her her just due in that um, in that acceptance speech. So I'm yeah. I'm excited to see how that's going to go. All right. So next up here, Carl, I want to talk a little bit. And we, I mentioned this with uh, Rick a little bit last week, but Undertaker, his status with WWE because we know that he's going to be appearing at Starcast. Do you think that this is just something that he's kind of doing just in his spare time because it's a little bit of downtime with WWE? Or is this just The Undertaker silently kind of just slipping out of the WWE and uh, being done? I think at this point, Mark, real name, Mark Calloway, The Undertaker, 
is just doing whatever he wants. I don't really think that he has any type of contract with the WWE, which allows him to be able to go and do whatever he wants. Yeah. If the WWE wants to have him for a WrestleMania or any other type of show, I'm sure that they can get a hold of him and say, Mark, how's this? We'll give you X amount of dollars, come and do X amount of show. And uh, yeah, what do you think, right? Mm-hmm. I think he's at that point in his career and his time where he doesn't really have to make any type of commitments at all. And if he does want to make a commitment to something like a StarCast, then he can go ahead and do so. Yeah, I don't see him making any kind of long-term commitments with anybody because, quite frankly, you know, age-wise and money-wise, he doesn't need to. You know, so I think this is a good opportunity. You know, I'm kind of changing my my opinion on this because I wasn't originally a fan of the idea, but I think giving him giving him a chance to kind of appear elsewhere and, and do some things. I, I don't see him in being involved in Double or Nothing, but I think Starcast will be interesting with him there. And you know, there there has been word supposedly that Vince is upset with this happening. I don't know if I buy that. If there's any legitimacy to that whatsoever, you know, just because of the long term relationship. And I think that Vince is probably aware that Taker is doing this out of spite or you know to to get back at Vince because there's nothing to get back at the two have always had a, a good relationship and I think the Undertaker is always going to be welcome back in WWE if he ever wants to be yeah definitely he would be like I said I mean all, all it will take is just one phone call to say hey uh, we got this open for you we'll give you X amount of dollars what do you think so mm-hmm. I don't think as well that the Undertaker is doing anything to spite the WWE no. he's going out there to give back to his fans the people who made him, uh, I, I understand Vince McMahon is the one that brought him in and allowed him to come in as this Undertaker character, and, and the Vince McMahon made the Undertaker, mm-hmm. but without the fans being behind that character, it never would have gotten off the ground and gone anywhere. Yep. So I think that all that, that's really happening is he's just giving back to his fans in a, in, in a different avenue than the WWE. That's all. And I think we'll get a chance to probably hear some interesting stories you know, that might not necessarily come up in WWE interviews or, or, or in uh, storylines and whatnot. So I think we'll get to see probably some interesting insights. Uh, I think if you're going to get to be there in person, that there's going to be a lot of stories and stuff to kind of experience there. Now, of course, since we are talking about The Undertaker and we're not that far away from WrestleMania season, Carl, do you see Undertaker having a match of any kind at WrestleMania this year? No. No, I am. No. No, there's no time to build anything now. I mean, we're yeah. we're what a little over a month and a half away from WrestleMania now. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not enough time to build anything to get anybody vested into you know this program. You, you got to start at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. You really have to start in January at the Rumble and start teasing the Undertaker and you know just have the lights go out and a lightning bolt flash or something and then. People are already going to be getting off of their feet going, holy crap, that's Taker. And then it's just going to lead to, you know, whatever is going to happen at WrestleMania from there. That gives more than enough time to build to something. Yeah. Right now, if Undertaker were to come in and start something or start a little feud or get something going with someone for a match at WrestleMania, I wouldn't be interested because there's not enough time for me to get interested in it. I absolutely agree. You know, the, the only thing is that I, I could see them trying to cram something in there because, you know, 
typically a lot of the stuff leading up to some of these bigger papers had been thrown together relatively quickly. So I could see them doing something, you know, if I had to pick something out of a hat, I would say maybe him taking on a returning Bray Wyatt or something like that, you know, know, who knows, you know, maybe somebody getting a couple, maybe like an out, maybe him versus like an Alistair Black, maybe, maybe then maybe try and pass the torch somehow, you know, who knows? I I, I have a feeling though, that they're going to try and throw something together. And I just hope that if they go that route, that they can still try and find a way to make it interesting, even though it's, it's on short time, you know, from the last, let's say four to five matches that you have seen the undertaker in. Yeah. Do you really want to see the undertaker wrestling anymore? Honestly, I would have to say no personally for myself. And I think they finally realized that. Yeah. And that's why we're not going to see the undertaker at WrestleMania anymore. I think once his streak had ended by Brock Lesnar, that should have been it. Yeah. He shouldn't, shouldn't have come back and, you know, done anymore. The the legacy is done. It's over. It's been defeated. That should have been it. Everything since then now has just been a slow, undertaker and a very safe undertaker and it's something that like i said we don't need he doesn't need to yeah he doesn't need to do it anymore and we really shouldn't be expecting to see it either yeah i'm afraid that he gets in that ring and he's gonna keel over and die inside that ring is that what you really want fans Come on. Absolutely not. Yeah, like you'd mentioned with that match with Brock Lesnar, that would have been the perfect opportunity to have a send-off. You know, you, you have, you know, one of his main rivals beat him, and then you could have had Undertaker ride off into the sunset, and, you know, that would have been a perfect... I would have been, as an Undertaker fan, I would have been perfectly fine for it to end that way. Instead of this having to, like, let's do one more, let's do one more, and it just it, it feels like it, it taints it, and there's just not any value there for me as a fan. Yep. So... If he comes back, I would say, you know, maybe just have him do some type of appearance or, you know, keep it fairly short. If, uh, you know, just no no match at WrestleMania, I would say. All right. We had uh, mentioned, of course, Double or Nothing. And what I wanted to ask about this card with you, Carl, is are there any matches coming up for this Double or Nothing that are going to appeal to any of those casual, the, you know, the regular WWE fans out there? No. I mean, maybe Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho, maybe, um, maybe the Young Bucks versus versus the Lucha Brothers, Mm -hmm. possibly. Everything else on the card, I really don't think that it's going to grab or go be going after those WWE fans because they're most notably names that are not households within WWE households mm-hmm. i mean the only ones really you're looking are chris jericho yep that would be a wwe name that's there and uh yeah i mean if, if if they're trying to to grab at the wwe audience this will not do it this is for the true diehard mm-hmm. professional wrestling fans not just the wrestling entertainment fans I would definitely agree. What I think will be most telling will be, you know, the, the WWE shows that happen right around that time. If we see drops in that numbers, then we know, I think that, you know, that they've actually managed to be able to steal some of their audience. And I, th- I think that would be really telling, you know, the pay-per-views and the Raws and the SmackDowns that happen around that time. You know, 
because this is going to be another, and you know they sold out again, which I, I was anticipating them to to sell rather well, but they, I think they sold out quicker than all in possibly for this show. So, it's uh, people are really really excited for this, and I, it's going to be an important moment, I think. And uh, you know, will it make a dent in WWE's audience? We're we're going to have to wait and see. Yep. Yeah, because it, it looks like an interesting matchup from what I, I've been seeing. So, all right. Well, we're going to take a brief break here, Carl, and we're going to come back with our Showstopper segment. And we have a bit of an interesting one coming up this week. So we'll be right back, guys. Independent contractors in the professional wrestling industry, if you're looking for a way to put the power of the media in your own hands, contact Pinned LLC. Pinned LLC is media and marketing for the professional wrestling industry. It's your one-stop, one-click online profile and so much more. With Pinned, you'll receive a full background story, photo gallery, an interview conducted with you, links to all your social media and where you can be booked, and yes, a 60-second custom television commercial all about you. Get more info today. Email pin.biz at gmail.com. That's pin.biz at gmail.com. Or click the icon at thegorillaposition.com to get more info about PIN. Remember, get connected, get booked, get PIN. Hey, guys. This is the mad one, the master of the mosh, Mad Max Morrison. You're listening to Joe and Carl on Turnbuckle Talk. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Carafel back here on Turnbuckle Talk. Yes, we are. All right, Carl, let's get into, I think, an interesting showstopper segment this week. And this, uh, of course, revolves around WWE and... I would say, you know, myself probably specifically, um, are we being a little too critical of WWE and their product? Or is this just a matter of, you know, th- those people possibly maybe, you know, not being able to handle kind of the, the truth that maybe things aren't so good? Uh, if you want my perspective on it, yeah. Um, I, I actually wrote a little bit of a mm-hmm. um, article on our Facebook page, um, facebook.com slash at TV talk pod. Very well done. By, very well TV done, talk. by the way. Um, and and it, it's a little thing that I'm just doing, and it's called Your View May Differ From Mine. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, in there, I pretty much say um, that I think people are being way too critical on what the WWE is doing. You, you have to understand that these people go out there and it's not like, you know, an impact wrestling or a, an ROH ring of honor wrestling or NWA or, or any of these other companies that are out there who are doing minimal shows. Mm-hmm. These workers with the WWE are doing so many shows, so many days a week. They, they get maybe two days off maybe three days off and that most of that time is spent flying back home Mm -hmm. having a day of rest and then flying back out again to go to wherever they have to go for the next set of shows um i'm pretty sure that they're overworked and for sure i can't say underpaid because they get paid a lot more than i do Mm -hmm. but i I think that's that's really what it boils down to is that they are going out there and putting out the best entertainment show that they can do for you if you were looking for just a professional wrestling then you need to look at the other companies 100 percent but 
if you want some entertainment value in there, you need to realize that these guys are going out there and giving you their absolute everything that they can, damaging their bodies on a daily yep. for you, and yet you're being so critical and saying they're crap. I think it's very unrealistic for people to think that they can expect 100% out of every worker every time they see them. Uh, I'm glad that you made that, that differentiation there because, you know, what, for me, with my opinion, with the WWE program, absolutely has nothing to do with the actual talent. Like you said, these guys are and girls are going out there every week, multiple times a week for the, you know, the, the main stars, putting their body on the line. My beef has really never been with the actual talent. It's been how they've been actually used by, you know, by the, the management and the, and the company and whatnot, you know, and you again made that clear distinction there between the, the wrestling entertainment and the actual professional wrestling being done by all the other companies out there. There definitely is absolutely this clear distinction now that WWE is on its own island and then there's everybody else. And I, I think that, uh, you know, like I'd mentioned your Facebook uh, article, that, that was a really, really good read, and you did an excellent job on that. That was, uh, I thought, really well done and uh, made some very clear points. And it, it, we do tend to be a little harsh sometimes. But, you know, a lot of times, you know, it, like your article stated, your results may vary. Your your, uh, your opinion may vary, and that definitely always the case. And you know, and if you listen to this podcast on the regular, you know that you and I, you know, we don't always agree on every every topic. And, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know, having good debates back and forth. Because this goes back to the attitude era when we would be, you know, the the Tuesday morning after Raw. You know, we would be to see what happened and you know there were always good open conversations and you know not everybody always agree with each other and, and to me that's a good thing at the end of the day a good back and forth yeah it definitely is i mean it's always going to come down to you know conversations and difference of opinions as long as we can all respectfully discuss the difference of opinions yeah. and not go out there and start bashing everyone because of of their different views which mm -hmm. i think is 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 you know, kind of, kind of ridiculous. I mean, just because somebody posts something out there, it doesn't give you the authority to go out there and call them an idiot because yeah. your view differs from theirs. And I think that that's where a lot of this um, animosity mm -hmm. and hatred really comes from. And, you know, even the over criticizations of the WWE, I mm -hmm. think really stem from a lot of these uh, negativity uh, types of people that are that are going out there and really not just giving their opinion but slandering their opinion out there to uh, everyone else who says, "Hey, this was a really good thing that happened on Raw, and I'm happy about it." Mm -hmm. And then you've got this other person who is totally bashing it yeah. and bashing it to the point where they're being belligerent, and people are finding it funny that this person is being belligerent, and then their view is changing to this person's view of it being bad because they found it funny. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Now, I, I mean, to, to kind of elaborate a little bit more on what you said there, you're talking more, you know, like storyline and product and stuff like that. Um, how many people found it hilarious and found it to be a, a, uh, a high point of all in? when Joey Ryan came out <laughs> with a bunch of fallacies. Yes, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, now, flip it for a second. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's say that that was 
uh, Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. And Tyler Breeze is coming out. And then we have Druid Penises coming out with Tyler Breeze. <laughs> Would it have gotten the same effect? Or because it's the WWE, would it be crapped all over because it's the WWE? I think that's a huge issue that's happening right now. Is that you could take the exact same thing that's happening in Ring of Honor or Impact, bring it over to the WWE. The people are loving it there. But because it's from the WWE, people are going to crap all over. That's an excellent point that I haven't, I didn't really initially think of because there's just certain things that just don't translate from one to the other. Absolutely. I agree. If, if Tyler Breeze would have come out at, uh, at NXT takeover or something and have had that, I think that the internet would have been a flame of people going, what the hell was this? This is the stupidest thing that I ever saw. But like you said, Joey Ryan does it all in and a great majority of the crowd thinks it's one of the best things ever. And now I do understand that that's, you know, that's Joey Ryan's gimmick and mm-hmm. that that's, you know, yep. stuff that, that's happened with Joey Ryan. And, yep. and, and, and I get that, but I'm saying take the entire, the entire gimmick of Joey Ryan and you have that in Tyler Breeze. Yeah. Yep. Now it's being shown on the WWE product mm-hmm. by Tyler Breeze who does, you know, the dick flip <laughs> and who does, you know, uh, the, the, the uh the bootplex yep. right and like he does all of these things and then he comes out with phalluses as druids yep it would have been crapped all over absolutely only simply because it was from the wwe i think that that's that's the big thing yeah uh, and i think we've gotten to a point in in the i don't know how you would say this i i, I think it's just come to a point where people find it appealing just to crap on the WWE because they are the biggest and they're the easiest to go after mm-hmm. because they don't care if you're talking negatively about them. You're still talking. They about are the them. number one company in the world making billion dollars a year, yep. which is what a thousand <laughs> times a million times more than you're making yep. in a year they don't care if you're saying good or bad. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, they, and they do make great decisions as well. Just most recently, Velveteen dream winning the North American championship. Finally him winning it. They, they did a good job of, you know, not putting anything on him too soon. They, 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 they made it so that, you know, when he finally did that, get, get that win. Wow. I, I, sitting here watching it. I mean, just, it was such a cool one for, for that kid to finally win a title. And you could tell like, it was like a real legitimate emotional moment, you know, and, and that kind of stuff, you know, WWE does great. On, I will be the first to, to praise them for stuff like that. It, it, that, particular one in, in particular was fantastic. I thought that was great. So I think it was, I, I think it still was a little bit too quick. Not, not, not saying for him, but we just had that title change. I know. Right. And yep. it's, that's, I mean, that's a whole other topic mm-hmm. of like title change, title change, title change. Um, I think I would have liked to have seen Johnny Gargano yep. with that belt for a little bit longer. Yep. Um, but I mean, I'm happy that Patrick finally got or Velveteen Dream. I'm yep. happy that he finally got a, a legitimate championship within NXT. That's phenomenal. Yeah. He deserves it. 
It definitely just as I've always been a fan of it, it was just it was a very proud kind of a happy feeling there. And, and I think I get what they're going with because you they they show Tommaso Ciampa kind of watching from the upper kind of uh, mm. seats there, and you could tell that that the. This, there's a, a storyline kind of uh, brooding there in the background, and uh, you know that that's still one of the best rivalries in the company that with Tommaso Ciampa and Gargano, and they've been Mexican this already, and all but that's one of the best things going right now. So uh, there's still more to that story there. I'm really curious to see how that's going to unfold, and will it involve Velveteen Dream as well? Who knows? So we'll see. Yeah, we'll have to see. All right, Carl. Well, that was a pretty good discussion here this week, and uh, there's lots more coming up. We are getting close to the WrestleMania season, but uh, it's about time to, to call an episode here. But before we do, let's uh, hear from our sponsors. Definitely. Our sponsors are CollarAndElbowBrand.com. You can go and check them out at CollarAndElbowBrand.com, where you can get 10% off your entire order, whether it's clearance or brand-new items by using promo code JKPODCAST at the checkout. We are also in partnership with HypeCityVapors.com. I am a vapor, got me off of the cigarettes, and is still vaping today. I go to HypeCityVapors.com, and to get all of my flavored e-juice, they have some brand new ice flavors that just came out. Go and check them out and use promo code JKPODCAST for 15% off your order. Awesome. And, of course, to listen to the episode, you can find us on Podbean, on Google Play, and, of course, on iTunes for you Apple users out there and on all those other podcatchers out there. We show up on the majority of them. And, of course, poweredbythegrillposition.com and proud part of the Roar Network. All right. Well, that's an episode, Carl, and we will see you guys on the next one. See you real soon. This is Ryan Bowman, Editor-in-Chief of TheGorillaPosition.com, telling the stories of pro wrestling storytellers, and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk with Joe and Carl. Bring the huckster back. The huckster. I mean, yeah. how about new?